0: Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body, so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size-inclusive fitness specialist and certified non-diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight-neutral, health-at-every-size-aligned information, and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Joyful Movement Show. This is episode 99, and I have a short and sweet but very practical episode in store for you today. On last week's episode, we talked with my friend and life coach, Ime Aguta, all about how to have a less-stressed holiday, and today I thought we'd carry on that conversation and talk specifically about how to feel less stressed about food, eating, and potential weight gain over the holidays. So the first thing I want to say here is, it is okay to eat more and move less over the holidays. It is. It is. It's okay if your habits are a bit or a lot different over the holidays. It's also okay if that results in weight gain. There is nothing wrong with that. There's no morality attached to it, and it doesn't mean anything about you as a person. I also know it doesn't feel like that to many of you who are listening. It feels like a big deal It feels like a problem. I know that many people tend to have a lot of anxiety about all of the food that is available and feel really out of control and chaotic around the food. And like that food just has so much power over you. And then tend to feel a lot of guilt and shame about your eating behavior. And I understand that. I I know that feeling very well. I've been there myself. I remember how disconnected I used to feel at holiday events because I was so preoccupied with the food and my eating behavior. I definitely remember a lot of self-deprecating talk and using exercise as a form of punishment to pay for my food choices. And it feels really shitty and hopeless. And I remember feeling so desperate for a solution for this. So if that's you, I got you, my friend. Now, it's really important to note that With any behavior, the issue isn't the behavior itself. The problem isn't how much you eat or the type of food you eat or how much or little you work out. Like I said, your eating and exercise habits are morally neutral. Your weight is morally neutral. You probably wouldn't judge someone else's habits or weight the same way that you judge your own. Am I right? And that's because it's your thoughts about the food, about your eating and about your weight and what you make all of those things mean about you that is causing your stress. Thoughts like, I ate too much, I'm a glutton. Or I ate too much sugar and sugar is bad. Or I'm bad because I ate it. Or I might gain weight and fill in the blank about what that means about you. Those are the stories your brain is offering you that cause you to feel guilty and ashamed. And that's what's leading you to want to punish yourself with exercise or start a strict eating and exercise plan or potentially avoid these social gatherings altogether or do a cleanse or whatever the thing is you do to try to manage the guilt and shame that you feel. So those thoughts, those stories your brain is offering you Those are certainly worth digging into. And if I were coaching you, that's exactly what we would do. I'd invite you to get curious as to what you're making your food and exercise choices and your body size mean about you. And how those stories are leading you to feel so out of control. Why you feel like the food has so much power over you and why you feel the need to punish yourself if you eat past comfortable fullness. So if you've got some time to reflect and journal after listening to this episode, that's where I'd encourage you to go and ask those questions to yourself too. But for the purpose of today's episode, I really just want to equip you with some very practical, tangible tips so that you can go to these holiday events feeling powered and in control and like you can trust yourself around the food. So you feel like you can enjoy the things that you like freely And not worry that you'll binge or eat to the point where you feel sick and therefore avoid this whole shame spiral that we've been talking about and everything you tend to do as a result of feeling so ashamed. So are you ready? Let's dig in. My first tip, and there are five, is don't save your calories. Don't skip meals or eat light in preparation for a big event. I really do understand the temptation to do this. There's the thought that if you budget your calories, you'll be able to afford to indulge a little more. But what ends up happening is you create primal hunger. By denying your hunger throughout the day and eating less than your body requires, it creates an urgency and a primal hunger an intense desire to eat, and you will end up eating past fullness because your body feels so depleted. So rather than that, honor your hunger and eat enough all day, every day. Ensure that you're meeting your needs, that you are fed and nourished, and that will not only keep your blood sugars and your mood more stable, It will also help you maintain that connection to your hunger and fullness cue so that you have the ability to remain mindful in the moment with your eating when you're at these gatherings. Tip number two is not to label foods as bad or junk or an indulgence or a cheat or whatever other label you apply to these special foods that you find at these events moralizing food triggers your inner rebel and leads to an increased desire for the so-called bad foods. Just like anything that's off limits, the more that we tell ourselves it's bad and we can't have it, the more we desire it. But then the consequence is you judge yourself as bad for having said bad food, bad in air quotes. Think about a child who breaks a rule and then believes that they have done something bad and that they are bad for doing it. What do they do? Often if they break the rule, they break it good because they know they're getting in trouble anyways. They may as well go for broke because they've already screwed up. But then comes the guilt and shame and feeling like you deserve to be punished for breaking the rule. So that's where the self-deprecating talk comes in or tighter rules, more restriction, or punishing yourself in ways like forcing yourself to do exercise to pay for your, quote, mistake. So instead of that, I want you to try to think of food as just food. And remind yourself that you can have these foods anytime you want, if you want to. You are an adult and you have permission to eat as much of the foods you desire when you desire them, and you're allowed to experience pleasure when you do. So when you eat these foods that you love, I want you to give yourself full permission to have them and to experience the pleasure that they give you. Because that's where we often go wrong is we think we should not have this. So we deny ourselves the pleasure. Like there's a moment of pleasure where are like, I really, really like this. But then the guilt and shame is right on its heels and we end up not enjoying this food that we love so much. So let it be a pleasurable experience. Savor each bite and eat with all five of your senses. Be present with the food. My third tip is not to use exercise to earn or burn food. When exercise is used as a punishment, it will cause you to disregard your body's cues and you'll end up forcing yourself to work out hard To hit a calorie target, it's going to kill any enjoyment in movement. It destroys your motivation. Again, going back to the kid who broke the rule, say their punishment for being bad is to have to run laps. How do you think that kid's going to feel about running? Also, since many of us are already so time pinched over the holidays, having to squeeze in a workout to burn off food is going to only add another layer of stress and anxiety about having to. Fit in workouts and will end up leaving you even more depleted and resentful. So, rather, I want you to think about how you can use movement as a way to care for yourself over the holiday. Think about how movement can help you reduce your stress and contribute to you feeling more calm and energized. Be willing to alter your regular schedule and routine to find something that fits your life over the holidays and feels easy and fun but still keeps your well-being on the radar. Take calorie burning off the table and instead participate in physical activity purely for the good feelings that it brings. And if there are none, then give yourself permission to rest. Take guilt and shame out of the equation and just commit to being kind to yourself. My fourth tip is not to participate in diet talk please don't feel the need to justify your food choices by saying, I'm going to start my diet January 1st, or talking about how you're going to pay for these so-called indulgences later. Doing so perpetuates this oppressive belief that it's wrong to enjoy food, and that body changes are the worst thing that could happen to a person. In our society, it is countercultural to see a woman or a person eat whatever they want enjoying it and not justifying or making excuses for it. It is very normalized to like defend our eating and use the promise of a diet to provide a sense of safety against the judgment we think people might have about what we're doing or how we look. But please know that doing this keeps you and all people, all women in that cycle of guilt and shame and feeling wrong about taking pleasure in eating. You don't have to justify yourself. You don't have to participate in the oppression that dictates how women should look and behave. So, if diet talk is happening around you, also you can choose not to participate. You can say something like, you know, dieting has had a really negative effect on my life. And so this year I'm focusing on having a healthy relationship with food. And this type of conversation really makes me feel uncomfortable. Or you can say something like, I'm learning that there's more to health than chasing a number on the scale and life's too short to feel guilty about food. Or you can simply change the subject or walk away if you're not comfortable saying something like that. And my fifth and final tip is to stay off the scale. Weighing yourself only creates more stories in your brain about weight and food and heightens the anxious and out of control feelings that you have. And honestly, there's no information that's going to come from that scale that will help you. For instance, if you see that your weight has gone down or stayed the same, it might provide a false sense that you're doing things well, in air quotes, and then you can ignore your fullness cues and eat more than you desire. Or if the number has gone up, it's going to create a whole lot of mental drama about everything you're doing, quote, wrong and what you're going to do to fix that. So instead, I want you to remind yourself that it's normal for bodies to change. And the truth is bodies change a whole lot less when food is not restricted or tightly controlled. Remind yourself that you are worthy of nourishment no matter what the number on the scale says. So commit to honoring your hunger, fullness, and satisfaction every day of the year. Instead of focusing on how a food might affect your weight, I want you to focus simply on how you feel when you eat certain foods. Most importantly, to sum this up, this holiday, I really encourage you to focus on building self-trust. Trust in yourself that you can make good decisions, that you know what's best for yourself, you know how to feed yourself, and that your body makes good use of the food that you feed it. The diet industry thrives on you feeling like you can't trust yourself and that you don't know how to feed yourself and that you are not good enough in your current body. And every time you try a diet or try to follow food rules or control your eating or body size in some way, and you fail at that, and by the way, it's not failing, it's just what happens because all diets fail but it perpetuates this belief that you can't be trusted. So don't fall for it. You have done nothing wrong other than to believe that there's something wrong with you in the first place. So I want to leave you with this thought. The holidays are meant to be a season of comfort and joy. Can you give yourself permission to fully enjoy your holiday in whatever way that means for you and not let diet culture steal that feeling of connection, peace, and joy that you really desire? And listen, you know I'm here. If you know you want to feel differently about your body and food and movement in 2023, and you know that food rules, diets, punitive exercise aren't doing it for you, and you know that where you really need help is in your thoughts about food and movement in your body and what they all mean about you, that is my coaching specialty and I would really love to work with you. My clients have quit dieting, found motivation that lasts they feel confident in and about their body exactly as it is, and they've freed up so much brain space for the things in life that really matter to them. Many of them have shared their stories here on the podcast, so you can scroll through the episode titles to see them all. And as you listen, if you have the thought that you need this kind of transformation too, then please reach out to me and we'll chat about how coaching can help you. Okay, my friends. so that's it. I will see you back here next week for episode 100. (laughs) Holy cow. I can't believe I'm at 100 episodes. And I do have something really special planned for it. My business bestie, Becky Nethery, is coming on to interview me. And I have no idea where the conversation's going to go. I told her anything's on the table. So I hope that you will join in on the celebration. And I will see you back here next week. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want you'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you I can't wait to meet you